The opening event of the 2018 Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts is less than a month away. I'm Sean Eckford, one of the festival board members, and earlier this week I sat down with producer Jane Davidson for a look ahead to FOA 2018. So, Jane, less than a month to go, the usual hectic pace in the office, and, you know, normally I'd ask you about ticket sales and things like that, but I wanted to start with the most hectic part of the hectic pace because unfortunately events conspired so you've had to rejig a couple of events so why don't you explain what what the changes are okay um two with writers withdrew two weeks ago um real life intervened with both of them they they uh, withdrew with great regret and uh, we're so disappointed to lose both don dumont and james maskalik but we were able to uh, get those events reprogrammed. Don DeMont was to appear on Saturday morning, uh, August 18th at 9 a.m. And that event is now going to be uh, an event honoring Richard Wagamese and the publication of the manuscript he was working on uh, when he died in March 2017. The book is called Starlight, and it will be published by McClellan and Stewart in August. And we will be hosting an event um, with Catherine Gretzinger, leading an onstage conversation with two of our festival participants, Carly Baker and Philip Kevin Paul. We'll also have stage readings from Starlight by local actor Janet Hodgkinson. Richard had, a, as you probably recall from his appearances, he's been at the festival three times, as well as at our Aboriginal Storytelling Festival in 2013. He's had a huge impact both on the festival community and on the Sunshine Coast community. So we're we're honoured that we have this opportunity. We'll be one of the first places in the country to have that book in our hands. And before we get on to the other change, it, it, it just it came together as a really neat sort of program. This is not the usual type of thing we would do no. at the festival, but but the opportunity to have, have have an actor do some readings and that we happen to have other people who are coming who can well, talk exactly. knowledgeably. And, it's and, really and both Carly Baker and, and, and Philip Kevin Paul are um, younger voices and what what I'm hoping to hear from them th- through uh, questions that will be posed by Catherine Gretzinger is, you know, they're their reflections on Richard Wagamese, but also on Richard Wagamese's impact on Indigenous literature in Canada, which is exploding. He was um, a tremendous mentor and very supportive of young writers and emerging writers. Not all emerging writers are necessarily young. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But he was very supportive. And I think he would be so thrilled to see the extent of the number of, of books that are being published by Indigenous writers in Canada today. And and that's been one of his lasting influences on this festival as well, to open us up to, to those authors that, that he knew of and could steer us towards Abs- and things. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So. Now, the other change is... Um, for later that same day, Saturday the 18th. Same, Saturday was a big day. <laughs> um, James Maskalik had to withdraw uh, from the festival, and we were very fortunate to uh, engage Karis Craig. And uh, Now, Karis was on my wish list for the festival, and the the oh, I was very intrigued by her book, uh, having heard her initially on um, CBC Radio's The Current with a, an interview with Anna Maria Tremonti. 
And Karis Craig, it's, it's, it's a tragic story. She was, uh, her father, when she was a child, was, was killed by a, an intruder into the family home. Years later, as an adult, she reached out to her father's um, murderer, and through correspondence, she and he had a number of, of conversations that have led to this incredible book called Dead Reckoning, which is about reconciliation. It's about restorative justice. It's about forgiveness. Um, it's about victims' rights. It's, uh, it, it's a really important book. I had hoped to present her at the festival, and I pulled back because I was concerned about the balance between nonfiction and fiction. Mm -hmm. When James Maskelyck withdrew with his nonfiction memoir, I immediately went to Karis, feeling it would be uh, just fine to have another nonfiction uh, book and a memoir at that. And thankfully, she was uh, available and enthusiastic about coming, coming. I had already put in place a plan in November with the Sunshine Coast Restorative, Restorative Justice Program to bring her to the Sunshine Coast during um, Restorative Justice Week in November. Right. So we're going to continue to, we're going to do that. Um, she'll be having a, a conversation with uh, Nancy Denham mm -hmm. at that event, and we'll be taking her into the schools to talk about restorative justice. And, uh, of course, here she'll be in the capable hands of uh, Andrea Schroeder, who uh, Absolutely. Uh, I guess has had to change gears fast, but he had, always does his homework. He did, so. he did, he did. And uh, Andreas is the author of 23 books of fiction, nonfiction, and poetry, and he held the uh, Rogers uh, Trust chair in um, creative nonfiction at University of British Columbia for so many years. This is a man who understands nonfiction and memoir and good writing, and he's uh, very pleased to be able to uh, work with Karis on this event. So to pick up where we would normally have started, <laughs> um, ticket sales humming along. We've got, uh, as of this date, so we're, we're getting together on the 19th, three events sold out. We have three events sold out and one more, Tom Wilson on closing night is two tickets away from being sold out. So let's just say he's <laughs> you sold out. You want to grab out. those let's fast, just, yeah. Let's just say he's sold out. Um, it's highly likely that John McLaughlin Gray will also mm -hmm. be sold out. And there are a, a few others that are getting really close as well. So if they won't be completely sold out, they'll be close to it. But as I do every year, I just want to stress that there are tickets available for most events. And people can make a decision... On festival weekend, be spontaneous. Come on down to the site and see what we have left. Give us a call. Check our website. There will be the opportunity for spontaneous festival goers. <laughs> I'm also interested in the the, the sellouts um, because they're part of a theme I've noticed, and I, I can't help it. I, I, I'm, I'm a journalist at my day job. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I look at a program and I see Carol off, Lyndon McIntyre and uh, Deborah Campbell. I know it's going to be my kind of festival. I know, I but know. But the other thing I noticed about all all of their work, uh, fiction and and nonfiction, is it's drawn from them doing their jobs in conflict zones and yes. and, and areas where there are still yeah. today conflicts. Yeah. And I'm I'm wondering yeah. as as you programmed those authors, did did you 
have that theme in mind and, and the way it might resonate today, or is it just kind of luck of the draw? I want to say yes, because it sounds like I'm, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really forward thinking and smart. Um, I, I invited Deborah Campbell first. And um, the reason I invited Deborah, it, first of all, Disappearance in Damascus is a remarkable book. Mm. But I saw her at the Vancouver Writers' Festival in October 2016, and she made a comment at the end of that session about the relationship between democracy and journalism. And that is an issue that warrants exploration and is in this era of political leaders touting fake news, it's critical that we have a strong um, press. Uh, we need a st yeah. strong journalism sector. That's too why that particular author fits well with yeah. the Bruce Hutchinson Memorial yeah. and Lecture. Th and then uh, Carol Off, um, I, I saw you know the documentary about her bringing this family to, to Canada and I just found it incredibly moving. Um, and of course, Lyndon McIntyre has been at the festival before with his fiction, um, and we're we're thrilled to bring them to bring them back. Another um, returning one that that I want to talk about because uh, I had the pleasure last time Mark Winston was at the mm -hmm. festival of introducing him, and uh, at that time, what was on the table was a nonfiction work, yeah. and we knew then, and and Mark talked at the time about the fact that he also does poetry mm -hmm. and now those two themes are are coming together as he returns with Rene Saragini Saklikar. He, he he talked about this book when he was mm -hmm. at the festival in 2016 and I was really intrigued. He was so warmly received at the festival. He is a, a scientist who is able to talk about science in a way that makes it accessible um, to to lay people. And uh, he talked about doing this book with, with Rene, and I thought how wonderful um, um, looking at bees and the natural order of things and how humans are interfering with that through two separate lenses, science and poetry. And I'm intrigued about how it can come together in one book. So while we've got returning authors on the brain and uh, and also timely themes, uh, Charlie DeMare is going to be back with us uh, this year and um, just a novel that I, just reading the premise, I'm already laughing. I haven't had a chance to read the I book know, yet, but just it, it's it's perhaps the most Vancouver Thing we've had at our festival. It is. It's a. It, the book is called Property Values, and I mean, if you go to a dinner party or a social gathering in Vancouver, what do people talk about? Um, and uh, Charlie has written a crime fiction uh, novel, and it's about a drive-by shooting, and it's related to property values, and it is all wound up with uh, Charlie's unique take on the world and on writing and his sense of humor shines through. So we're in for a real, a real treat. He, he was another festival favorite when he was here a few years ago. It just, it, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed at the prospect of how hard I'm going to be laughing <laughs> at stories that involve murder and mayhem. I know, that, I, know. <laughs> I know. It's just a consequence and, and we'll have to deal with it. That's right. But okay. So let's stick a little bit with, um, mysteries, thrillers, that sort of thing. I really had a ball reading uh, Asma Khan's novel. Mm -hmm. That was, again, a fairly current topic, but gosh, that's like a real fast-paced yeah. 
yeah. sort of thing. She's uh, she's uh, very, very popular. Um, and I don't know if you've had a chance to explore her resume at all, but she's <laughs> she's one of those people like Jennifer. I think both she and Jennifer Robson hold PhDs, and they've turned their 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 attention to to writing fiction. Um, Ozma has done some magnificent uh, work in terms of empowering uh, Muslim girls, and um, she's just enjoyed great success as a crime fiction novelist. There are a lot of people who are uh, local book clubs who are quite excited about about Ozma coming to the festival. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep stringing things together <laughs> thematically here. So uh, let's 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 take a real departure because I think another one that uh, that that people might not be familiar with, but I think are going to find really interesting if they take the time, is the Martini Brothers. Tell me about them. Well, that book was brought to my attention by their publisher, and just first of all, the format of the book is beautiful. Uh, Clem Martini uh, writes, has written the narrative, and the sketches that are in the book are written by his brother Olivier, and they're just exquisite. They're in their their simplicity. The book is about, it's called The Unraveling, and it is about, a, it's true, it's about the, the Martini family, uh, about the convergence of two people in the family who relied on each other for support, and that's Olivier, who is, lives with schizophrenia, and he was living with his mother for many years, and they supported each other until his mother developed dementia. And then the whole social, social safety net crumbled. Um, thankfully, they have family members who rally and, and um, watch out for them. But it's, uh, it's a story that is going on all over the world. Um, Clem, through text and Olivier's drawings, uh, they do tell the story of what their family has gone through in terms of trying to get the support that is needed. That's Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. a, a little later Sunday uh, will be our new voices. Mm -hmm. And again, this year, you did something a little different. You kind of handed over the keys of the shop to someone else. I did. I did. We're very fortunate in our community to have Daniel Heath Justice, who originally is is uh, from Colorado. He's Cherokee Nation. And Daniel is a Sunshine Coast resident. He teaches at UBC. And his latest book is nonfiction, and it is called... Uh, why Indigenous Literatures Matter. And I asked Daniel, would he choose uh, two writers of first books, two Indigenous writers of first books, and, and bring them to the festival? And he chose Carly Baker, who's enjoyed great success with her short story collection, Bad Endings. And he chose uh, Tennille Campbell, who's... Well, he said, uh, could be a little bit racy, could be a little bit ribald. <laughs> and I said, bring her on. And that's Tennille Campbell. And her book is called Hashtag Indian Love Poems. Are you at all nervous? The, the, this is, this is one of. thing that you, you don't really have control over. But nope. I am curious more than nervous. I'm very curious. And uh, sometimes I feel I get to know these writers a little bit by the communication that goes back and forth uh, through engaging them and making their travel arrangements and I can just say uh, about uh, Tennille and Carly's been d delightful to deal with as well but Tennille has a great sense of humor so I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting her. Now I know we can never get through everything no, in, in no. these previews but I always like to highlight uh, 
the poetry mm-hmm. that we program because that yep. that again is uh, an unusual hallmark of, of our festival. Yep. So tell me about Refugium. Refugium uh, uh, is a an anthology published by Sunshine Coast publisher Caitlin Press, and Refugium is a collection of poems. Uh, the subtitle is Poems for the Pacific, and so it is individual poets reflecting on, examining, exploring what's happening to the Pacific Ocean. And it's uh, it's an incredibly diverse uh, collection of poetry, including um, Bruce Coburn and Stephen Hyten, who was at the festival last year, a lot of um, poets from across uh, BC and across the country. And we're thrilled to have Yvonne Blomer, who is the uh, editor of the anthology. She will be presenting and hosting the event, along with Philip Kevin Paul and uh, Malia Acker. All right. I've been kind of trying to avoid this moment, but I know in Refugium there will be themes around climate change. Mm -hmm. That's part of some of the poetry. Yes. I'm also doing a thing that has themes around climate change. Absolutely. And I'm getting a complex, Jane, the last time I I was on stage facilitating (laughs) an event. It was about an earthquake and tsunami. You're our our go-to disaster man. (laughs) Yeah. And you've thrown me now (laughs) into forest fires. fires, So So um, we have two perspectives on forest fires uh, coming to uh, this event that uh, you will be hosting and moderating. We have Edward Struzik, who has written a book called Fires storm. Uh, Edward is uh, a scientist and his book is about the fact that in North America, and I think we can say in Europe as well, forest fires are burning bigger and faster and hotter um, as a result of climate change and the effect on the the forests. Um, From a different perspective, we have Aaron Williams, whose book is Chasing Smoke. Um, and Aaron served for a decade as a forest firefighter here in British Columbia. So he's written a front lines account of what it's like to, to face these fires. It's a topical issue. We know in our own community the effect of, um, of forest fires. We saw last year the smoke and the haze that moved in from fires that were hundreds of miles away. And it's, al- it's already a- this week, I have colleagues in the Okanagan who are oh. run off their feet covering Abs- an, another set of massive fires. Absolutely. And it's early in the season yet, and it's a real concern. So uh, I, I think it's important and it's topical. Um, and I am hereby uh, <laughs> putting the word out to, uh, I'm, I'm contacting directly the, the BC Forest Service contingent that's located here on the Sunshine Coast. And I'm hoping that they're not busy that day because I'd love them to come and be our guests at the festival. What I'm looking forward to about this is it's one of those rare chances that, that we're going to get to to take that, you know, what do they call it, 30,000 foot view, you know, yeah. of, of, of something like this, of just, of what's what's at play in nature that's, that's causing this yeah. and then go right down to the ground yeah. Uh, with someone who's who's there who doesn't have time necessarily in their day-to-day job to think about how it all happened. Their job is to get the fire out and stop it from, from doing harm. And I think yeah. it's it's going to be two really interesting viewpoints coming together on, on this that, that people, even if they're aware of when they think about it, when they yeah. see fires in the news, they don't really get a chance to, to go in, in, in depth about what's 
what's behind it, why is it happening, is and it what's happening? it like to deal with the immediate consequence on the ground. So yeah. it's, it really is going to be oh, fascinating. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this event. I think it's quite important, and um, it will be illuminating. I, I don't want to end on me. Uh, and my reputation, oh, my <laughs> reputation for disaster-based <laughs> events at the festival. But I, I, I always do give you a chance to take a guess at, at that that one um, event, that one author that that you think people might be a little leery of attending, but are going to be really glad they did. What's what's the surprise event you think they should? Oh, for that's people? a toughie. I know, and that's, that's why I ask real, it every year. It's the unfair real, question. Yeah, that's a real toughie. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Kim Twee again. Now, she was such a surprise the last time she was here. Not for me, because I'd seen her before. <laughs> but Kim Twee, you know, got up on stage. We almost had to use the hook to bring her off the stage an hour later. She, re- she didn't read from her book. She talked for an hour without notes and the uh, end of her event was punctuated by a resounding, spontaneous standing ovation. She is a live wire, is all I can say. So I'm, I'm excited to bring Kim Twee back. Um, very much looking forward to, um, see, to to meeting Ozma Zainat Khan. We, we've spoken about mm-hmm. her. Um, as well as Kim Fu. And Kim Fu earned her, her degree in creative writing at the University of British Columbia, and she uh, now lives in, in um, Seattle. And uh, her book title is one of my favorite all-time book titles, and I'm just blanking right now, and it is The Lost Girls of Camp Forevermore. It's a great book, and I highly recommend it. So I'm, I'm, quite, uh, I'm quite excited about Kim. I think that's where we're going to have to leave it, Jane, because I know you've got lots of work to get back to at, at the festival. We've spared you from the mayhem for 20, 25 minutes. I so appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you so much. And uh, we'll have, uh, of course, as as always, uh, as the festival unrolls, daily podcasts to listen to. So Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. All right, Jane, thanks again. Thank you, Sean. This year's Sunshine Coast Festival of the Written Arts runs August 16th through 19th. Everything you need to know, including author bios and event schedules and information on purchasing tickets, is at writersfestival.ca. Our online ticket partner is ShareThere, share-there.com. We're looking forward to seeing you at Rockwood, and if you can't be on the Sunshine Coast this year, keep an eye on our website and on your feeds for our daily festival podcasts.